If you like what we're doing at Star Wars in Character and at NeoZaz.com, we kindly ask that you take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out patreon.com slash neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-e-o-z-a-z. Hi, honey, I'm home. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today, we have no fucking choice but to talk about our next (laughs) next character. (laughs) We have to do this character that Luke Quackenbush chose for us because he won the Balls for All, which kind of sucks for all of us. So explain to me again. What, what what happened? Tell me again, because that wasn't there. I think it was Tim's idea. This was not my idea. No, no, no. Someone had an idea. The highest score gets to pick our next character. Okay, in bowling. I am partially responsible for this because I think Daniel Eckler came to me with this idea. I said, that's a great idea. And I told Chris and Tim, let's do this. And then I... Maybe it was Matt then, yes. And then I I should have not have left those two alone when it came to character decision time, but I did. So he bowled the highest score. Well, yeah, because there's the the, the other guy, Jeff, you know, from the area. He was like, he had on his his, his bowling glove, his bowling shoes. He wanted to win. What was he going to pick? I have no idea. Hopefully, he, he wanted. Know. He wanted to pick the mechanical hand. Oh, Ooh. that would have been so much better. <laughs> yeah, Quackenbush. What the hell? You guys should have mechanical hand. You guys should have rigged it and like you know, like that button you push to knock down the pins or reset the pins. <laughs> Just like at the very end, like knock Jeff's pins down. Oh, look at that! He won. Oh, I was thinking the other way. I was thinking you're gonna have it drop right as Luke Quackenbush's ball was about to hit the other pins and stop it. Oh, sorry. Last frame zero. It bounces off the pin. Yeah. Yeah. And and we didn't really. I mean, you know, we're like yeah, sure, whatever, guys. You know, and and it took ten days. Luke, it took Luke Quackenbush like I don't know three four days, and I got this Facebook message saying. Have the, your next character picked. Wait, this is—he told you on Facebook. Uh, yeah. I, I totally did, imagined yeah. you getting wrapped up in the. This, I, this is what I imagined happened. It's like, all right, yeah. you you won. Who do you want to pick? And then he would say, Darth Crate, and you go done, done. Like when you get wrapped up in the moment. <laughs> I can so, actually. So it had, you had a chance to say, "I'm sorry, you'll have to pick something from a movie," and you didn't. I yes. Oh. So this this is your fault. I have, guys, talk about yourself. I'm trying to find his actual verbatim. This is partially Matt, yours, Tim's, and Quackenbush's fault. I take <laughs> no blame. It's not my fault. Tim, you were there. Here we go. Here we go. Here I, we go. From, he, he, got, he got an awesome action figure packet. That should have been enough. That greedy monger. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. 
Here it is, April 20th, 2.26 p.m. 2.26. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> okay, Chris. My pick... <laughs> my pick is a juicy character that has a lot of great stuff. Juicy? Okay. Go- going with a charade hat slash Darth Crate. I don't know what? what that means. That's what he said. EU character. Safe travels, buddy. After after Quagmire Boys you know, picked the character, I said this will be our first EU, EU character. Don't you listen to our show? <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Ha ha! You did Quinlan Boss, didn't you? Ha ha! Ha ha! He was in the movie. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's gonna hear all this, and 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 that was it. That was the whole conversation. Is this the one that Zero just got married? Hat. Zero the Hut was in the Clone Wars movie. True. Yes. Yes. He just." He just got married. This is the guy. But just... I actually wrote down on the thing Matthew. So I went back in time, going shit. It wasn't Matthew. It was Luke. So this is the guy. This is the brother. Who just got married. Just got married. Okay. All right, well, Luke. congratulations. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. Thanks. For, this is your wedding gift from us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take it back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we should have got him. We should have got him something off his registry and not done this. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Today we are talking about Darth Vader. Darth Crate appears in no fucking films. <laughs> <sighs> Only in the EU shit. Lots of our listeners like EU. I know. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say EU is all shit. I might no. say this character story is, but I'm not going to say all the EU is shit. <laughs> all right, ready? Mm-hmm. My name is Bush. Why the fuck did you pick this character, Chris? <laughs> Today I am joined by Mother Effer Quackenbush. Why did you pick this character, Matt? Because the M or Effer and the M is how I connected your name to it. <laughs> and you did it with insulting one of our greatest listeners. Yeah, he is all out of out of out of love. <sighs> to my right, damn it, Quackenbush. Why did you pick this character, Dave? <laughs> Thank you. Because the damn it and the Dave. And we get it. All right. And then Tim. <laughs> and I said, holy shit, Quackenbush. Why did you pick this character, Tim? Because the holy shit and the T and the T. <laughs> Jeez. The whole point is, why are we doing Darth Crate? <laughs> and let me add, thanks for spending money to come see us, Luke, so that later on yeah. Chris could just insult you within the first few minutes of the episode. I mean, that's, yeah, horrible insults. I love you, Luke. He knows that. He, th- he thinks so. Like, he, was, he seems like a good guy, right? He's a cool guy. He'll, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll enjoy the uh, the, yeah. ri- the ribbing. I, so, Matt, <laughs> all right. We should we should probably start going around. <laughs> have, have any of you guys heard of this character? I've heard of no. him. I, I, I volunteered to take this on because I was sure... I must have read something about him because I think I'm the biggest EU reader of the four of us. And I went through this and I'm like, I don't know any of this. So apparently, this is one big blind spot in my EU reading. What about you, Tim? You have to know. I've heard the name, but I when when I heard Darth Crate, I immediately thought it was the Darth Maul Twilight Sith chick from some comic series somewhere. Hmm. I was wrong. And when I heard that, I started thinking of like a force sensitive crate dragon. Oh, that would have been a much better story. <laughs> I actually I think, thought of who's the one who wears that, that red mask from the books? Is it just Darth Crate? 
your red helmet mask? I don't know. That's Red Skull from know. Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different different Disney owned property. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is gonna be I feel sorry for Matt. I'm this is gonna be rough for all of us. He's gonna teach us. Don't feel sorry for me because I took the mighty oak of the story that is Darth Crate and whittled it down to a toothpick. A very strong toothpick. Yes. It's a very, very condensed story of Darth Crate. He lived, he died. Trivia. <laughs> you whittled it down to the Charlie Brown Christmas tree of Star Wars backstories. <laughs> yeah. And then Luke Quackenbush is standing there going, rats! Darth Crate. Darth Crate. He was, of course, not born Darth Crate. He was born <laughs> under the name Asherad Het. And he was born on, of all places, Tatooine. Why not? You know, everybody Sarah, born on Tatooine. Sounds like a Yiddish name. Asherad, Sherad. Any character would be better. Oh. I know. That's not just being mean. He was born in 47 BBY. So I, that's. I don't even know if that's significant that he's 47 by the time the Battle of Yavin comes out because all this never seems to intertwine with anything that we actually know. <laughs> that's about as old as Anakin, right? Anakin was. Yeah, I was gonna. Old. I was gonna say the same thing. That would put him at least within the the time span of an adult Anakin. Yeah. So whereas all like the Star Wars rules always breaking themselves yeah. that uh, there there can only be one. Apprentice and one master. There's how many of these guys were running around. Right. True. Yeah. I, I, Anakin, I'm trying to find his age. 41. So he's uh, 41.9. So he's six years older. 41.9. It really listed yeah. the point. That's awesome. Yeah. Do they celebrate the points? Like, do you, have, do you get to have <laughs> 10 birthdays a year? <laughs> that would be awesome. So. He was born. Oh yeah, I did all that. He was he was the son of an ex Jedi Knight whose name was Sherrod Head. Same exact spelling, just no <laughs> A before it. Okay, right here. Now this, <laughs> if Anakin was going to get expelled, now hopefully you get into this. If Anakin was going to get expelled for dip, dipping his wick into Padme and, and creating a baby, mm. is that what happened to this guy's nope. Jedi Master? Nope. Oh, okay. I don't know. If it did, I don't know about it. So it's, I like that the dipping his wick. That yeah. was great. <laughs> Igni- it looks like um igniting his saber. Ooh. Yeah. It looks like like that's who's the guy who killed Superman in the in the comics? Dark side. Yeah. Let bit. me see. No. He doesn't look anything like a dark side. Yeah, he, 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 here's a no. picture of him. No, he looks like Smaug from and his mask uh, Lord and of the his outfit. Yeah, his mask looks ridiculous. Oh, mask. Okay, I'm, I'm just looking at his face. Are you thinking Doomsday? He looks more like Doomsday. Doomsday. Maybe it's Doomsday. Yeah, Doomsday, not Dark Side. Dark side I was wrong. Okay, then. Either way, he sucks. Let's <laughs> talk about Doomsday. <laughs> Doomsday was born on another planet and was a baby and smashed born. against a rock over and over and... <laughs> not trivia. He was born a poor black child. <laughs> So his father was an ex-Jedi Knight. His mother, which would be a far... All right, I don't want to keep Darth Crate slamming. Let's just say she would be a very interesting character to talk about. She was a woman that was raised by Tusken Raiders on Tatooine. Whoa! And she went by the name Kashyyyk. 
Kashik. K apostrophe S H E E K. Kashik. I was going to say Kashik, but it sounds like the Wookiee planet. So I was going Kashik. I was giving it kind of a more of an A sound. So he had his toe in both worlds, both his mother and father's world. Yeah. Oh, in his mother? World. World. I said world. Did I break up there? I meant world. (laughs) (laughs) In the world. So uh, you. He learned a little bit about the force and lightsaber uh, construction and how to handle it and whatnot through his father, but he also went through the Tuscan traditions, including the ritual of slaying a crate dragon that we talked about, I think, on the crate dragon episode. It was one of the episodes. Well, yeah. we didn't do the Tuscan Raiders, so it had to be the crate dragon episode. Yeah. So he actually had gone through that, those tra- those trials. Is hmm. that why he's called Darth Crate? Yeah well, well, yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, there's a story <laughs> behind it, but yeah. Short answer, yes. And that's whittling (laughs) down what I already whittled down. Okay. So when he was 15, uh, the Huts manufactured a war within the Tuscan community to help sell more weapons on Tatooine. They figured if the biggest population of native inhabitants, or I'm not even sure we don't know they are or not, we've never done that, started a war, they'd sell more weapons. So Mm. war broke out. People from different parts of the galaxy came in to help try to settle everything. And during this war, when I say people, bounty hunters being the biggest thing, bounty hunters came in to cash in on this. And during the war, his, his father, uh, just Shard Het, not a Shard Het, whatever the hell the name is. Shard. A Sharad, that was it. Sharad Het. Shardy, Shardy Het. He was trying to protect his land and his area and his home world and ended up being killed by the bounty hunter or a Singh. Uh, bitch. That's right. Now, the only reason I kept this part of the story in here, and mainly any time I keep any part of this long story in here, is because I can relate it back to something in our past, and it answers an age-old question I've had ever since Celebration 6 was, what the hell was that guy at the obscure character fa- face-off talking about when he said, Aura Singh killed my father? Turns out he was cosplaying as Asherod Het, the dude no before, he was, before he was Darth Crate. Yes. All right. So, finally got that answer three years later. That that's good. So this uh, something good came out of this. Yeah, that's something. it. Small. <laughs> yeah. So now, after Sharad or Sharad, what the his name? After his father's death, Sharad <laughs> took possession of his father's lightsaber and began his official Jedi training as a Padawan to Kiata Mundi. Oh. And I don't recall his name coming up in his story, but I think Katamundi is one of equal length, so it's probably something that got trimmed because we didn't recognize his name, I would be yeah. willing to guess. Yeah, I could see that happen. Yeah. Uh, he went on several missions as a Padawan with several different Jedi Masters we talked about, and here are the highlights. Yaddle, Ooh. Mace Windu, oh. and even the mighty, memorable Evan Peel. Uh (laughs) so finally that's the most exciting thing we've ever talked about with evan peel and it's not even his episode (laughs) so two years after the invasion of nabu now moving real forward into history still not quite at battle of yavin time yet aurora singh pops up on a sharad's radar again a sharad and katamundi were tracking her down to put an end to her killing of the jedi that was kind of her thing as a bounty hunter not only she's a bounty hunter but she was also a failed jedi oh well, not failed but uh kind of a jedi dropout and 
I guess in a sense, I don't want to say too much because we have that episode coming up in the works, but she was out killing Jedi. I, I won't say why or whatnot, uh, because I just realized that is going to be in a future story, but they Spo- need, yeah, spoiler. They needed to put an end to that. So a Sherrod and Katamundi went to finally take care of that. So eventually they did catch up to her and, Aura Singh and Nesharad, which I'm still not sure if I'm saying right, got into a heated <laughs> duel, <laughs> and neither of them really were gaining the upper hand during this. So Nesharad started to get angry, and knowing the dangers of the dark side, actually kind of let go of that control of his anger and let it come out. And with that little push into the dark side, he over he overcame. Or a sing and was able to knock her out. He didn't kill her. He calmed down just enough time to keep what from did, killing what did he, her. After he he knocked her out. He he yeah. pushed that antenna in her head back down. Yeah. Said you ain't <laughs> you ain't hearing nothing <laughs> now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so he he kept control enough to keep from killing her, and he turned her over to Kaldamundi and the other Jedi Masters, and started feeling this overwhelming. A sense of guilt for losing control of his emotions. He just, it was, he knew it was wrong and he didn't like going into the dark side a little bit. So he actually, out of guilt, and his, his guilt was a lot laid into, he, he let Katamundi as his master down. So he left Katamundi and started kind of training on his own. And he ends up being trained by a com- another comic book character called the Dark Lady. <laughs> I didn't even get into this story. Dark lady, <laughs> teach, teach me your ways. So, yeah, I'm skipping right out of here, right out of the dark lady, <laughs> and going into the Clone Wars. Dave, this is your favorite. So far, well, I've known about 10% of what Matt's talking about. You've known some of this already. What, Evan, when I say Evan Peel and Mace Windu, you're going by names? Yeah, like like I so far I have no idea what you're talking about. I just think it's cool that someone was raised by Tuscan Raiders. That is really interesting part of it's his like character. Tarzan, like like Greystoke. It's, yeah. I said yeah, like, it's, does, he un- does he understand like their language? I I guess then he yeah, might. I mean, so he would just walk up and go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you both sound like Tim Allen. That's all. I <laughs> that just means pass the remote. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're breaking up again or if you're just doing the Tim Allen sound. I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> and then Obi Wan Kenobi just puts his the top of his head over the side of a fence and just like, Ooh. he's like Wilson. <laughs> well, hello you, there, Tuscan. You will keep it down. <laughs> That's Obi Wan. <laughs> and then he just puts his hood up and starts going. Wah, 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 wah. And so, well, who's Al then? <laughs> oh. Al Boylan. I don't know. Uh, that, that that would be uh, yeah. Who would I? I'll that be could, uh, Owen, that, Uncle Owen. Yeah, he kind of looks like him, or that fat human job of the hut. Who's Pam Anderson? Yeah. Then? Pam Anderson. That's that's definitely uh, young Baru. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> or Cammy. Cammy. And to the Clone Wars. So he fought in the Clone Wars, like every other Jedi we heard about. And he even fought along Anakin Skywalker a bit. Oh. And actually, they, they became pretty decent, I guess, friends. They got to know each other really, really well and got along really, really well. 
And at one my point, buddy, my <laughs> they compared sizes. Well, oh, your size is slightly bigger. We've they're that they're, Schwar- right now. they're Schwartz's. Yeah. It's Schwartz's. <laughs> actually, something a little worse actually happened. Oh, uh, they touched tips. No, well, all right. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> sexual. Docking. That's, that's called Tim and Chris. You should know all about that. <laughs> it's called docking. Oh, wait. I get it. I, I can see why it's called that. <laughs> docking the band. All right. Oh man. Okay. No. But what he did do was was he was they're getting along so well that he had commented to Anakin at one point that he would make a pretty good Tuscan Raider. Mm. Yeah. And with the whole mother thing, that's not good. That didn't yeah. go. Yeah, that didn't go too well. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> they raped my mother. Uh, oh! That's what they were doing. Come on. Read between the lines, Matt. That's why they have those big... I mean, Dave. Sorry. Yeah, Dave, Matt, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Those big gaffy sticks. Come on. Oh, no. Come on. Why'd you do that? Why, why did they do that? That's the question. That's like that thing that Kevin Spacey put on that dude in Seven. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh. What's in the box? Get out of my <laughs> wicked box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Uh, this this set Attican off, obviously, because th- what didn't back then? And he attacked a Sherrod. And Sherrod disarmed him, which is impressive. I guess that is kind of foreshadowing that he's even stronger than Anakin somewhere down the line. Maybe. Mm. And after, after this, this is still more good side Anakin than dark side. So he confesses about killing all those Tusken Raiders in episode two. The women yeah. and the, the children, children, too. I think I saw you. <laughs> the dogs <laughs> and the goldfish. <laughs> I took the goldfish and threw them on the sand floor and watched them flop around like a, <laughs> what it, like a, it was a band. I forgot the band. I was now. playing the Faith No More. That is like a Faith No More band. video. <laughs> you want it out, but you can't have it. I played the, the piano scene- very slow. And the what? The sea monkeys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I killed them each individually. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck my lightsaber in the water and watched it boil. <laughs> I don't know why he's turning into Charlton Heston now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kirk Douglas. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was going to do the, the show the rest of this way. Hey, Sherrod forgave Anakin and swore to keep a secret. <laughs> so you're starting to turn a little little uh Ren and Stimpy there. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we're going crazy. Hey Sherrod, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he forgave Anakin, kept a secret. Like I said, he was hoping Anakin would eventually work all this shit out on his own and he'd be a okay and a good guy. Well, man, that didn't quite work out so well. Not so much. No, no, no. Really. have A Sherrod to blame for uh everything. If there's no if it wasn't for A Sherrod, there wouldn't have ever been any conflict in this no Star Wars. Thanks, Quackenbush. <laughs> I hate you. Hope your marriage fails. Kidding. Oh my uh, God. That's worse than all the names you called him in the beginning. The kick out of it. He loves me. It won't last six months. He did. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> May your marriage law last longer than a solid Skype connection on Chris's computer. Well, then it's already over. <laughs> oh, Quackenbush. <laughs> I wonder if Quackenbush quacked. No, don't, don't, oh, don't, don't, go don't. Something too else. far, too far. All right. So, 
that's playing in the background where they consummated the marriage. <laughs> I hope not. He did post something on our Facebook saying, hey, it's my wedding day today. I hope you guys are recording. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. That's about a bigger fish to fry. That's an unusual request. <laughs> first, the bride and groom's first song is the Jack Porkins episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you will be avenged, Piggy. Oh, For the oh. first time anywhere, Mr. and Mrs. Wagonbush. <laughs> Except for his brother and his wife. That happened earlier. The whole parents thing and all that. What song were they coming out to there, Tim? <laughs> that was I was seeing <laughs> to Music Factory. <laughs> no, I was just doing the the opening to our art to our show. Oh, okay, yeah, Christie's the MC. We, he was. I was at um, Star Wars Weekends with Scott Garner and Scott Reifen from uh, Scott Reifen from Dinner for Geeks, My Star Wars Story. Scott Garner from Two True Freaks, and both of them from a couple of shows on Two True Freaks. And every there was music, Star Wars music playing everywhere you went. And every time they would play the Cantina Band. Number two song, Scott Rifleman would go, today we're talking about, and I, that was, he cracked me up every time. <laughs> so you're ruining Star Wars for people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've seen a comment or two on iTunes that said that anyway, so. Yeah, I'm sure there are people that would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. End of the Clone Wars, which of course ended with Order 66. Now, A. Sherrod, as the Jedi, was out on a scouting mission and away from his troops, so when he got word about the Purge, he got the fuck out. And avoided all that shit. That's awesome. <laughs> I like him better. Yeah. To survive the post Order 66 purge, this is pretty good. He donned his old Tuscan Raider clothes and went back to Tatooine to live among his mother's old clan. What? Yeah. So like dodged the draft. He's like Stallone going to Canada to teach well, girls. The, the draft didn't not. kill everybody on site. <laughs> it's not really uh, the same, Dave. <laughs> draft Dodger. <laughs> Hi, honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuscan and the Raiders. <laughs> That's awesome. Word, <laughs> <laughs> I think Tuscan's out chasing beaver. Oh. <laughs> now, June, Raiders will be Raiders. I don't know. That's that's the extent of my leave it to beaver knowledge. (laughs) What are we going to do with leave it to beaver in character? Because I know. No, in your schedule, never. (laughs) I know everything about leave it to beaver. Name. I know everything I need to know about leave it to beaver. Nothing. Have you you seen all 216 episodes of of the beef? Name name the mom and dad. Hugh Beaumont is the dad. Is the dad. Tony Dow is Wally. (laughs) And Jerry Mathers as the beaver. Who's, Who's the mom? Mm-hmm. Kind of fan are you? Uh, Billingsley. Uh, Barbara Billingsley. Barbara Billingsley. Dope yeah. Who played... Shit. Who played Eddie Hassel's dad? Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no one knows that. He uh, didn't have dad. No, no. <laughs> he was an orphan, see? Yeah, see? You ever see the People's Court episode with Tony Dell on it? No! There's a People's Court, People's Court episode. I don't know what it is. It's like the case of the lost luggage key or some shit like that, right? And this the guy, I think it was the the plaintiff, had Tony Dow with him. Tony Dow never said a word. He just stood up there the whole time. <laughs> and then they like just trotted the fuck off. It's like, why the hell is Tony Dow here? Really? Yeah. I love Tony Dow. And Doug, Doug Llewellyn interviewed him. Like, Tony Dow, of course, from Leave at the Beaver fame. What brings you here today? He's like, I, I don't know. 
J-Pave. I don't know. I don't know. My friend needed help with something, and I just that stood there. That's Wally. That's, that's why Dennis Miller is. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Miller, you babe. He was like, hey, hey, babe, you got to go down and play some ball after school. <laughs> it's Dennis Miller. Uh, that's how I talk. This that's, is a way off tangent. I learned how to shave. Uh, I think it was a shit for a second. No. <laughs> There's two, this is two, me and my friend Jared. There's two people that whose dads didn't teach him stuff. This is how I learned how to shave. I learned how to shave by watching Leave It to Beaver when when Beaver when Wally showed Beaver how to shave. So you learned and to shave by watching some <laughs> shave Beaver. There's, some, there's got something in there. I I couldn't quite get it, but there it is. And my friend Jared, Chris, will appreciate appreciate this. Learn how to shave from Lethal Weapon. What? Oh, oh yeah. Go against Greg. I was just thinking that. Go spit. Spit. <laughs> In my shaving cream. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I didn't mean to derail the Darth. Oh, no, no please. Yes. So well, Great yeah, we got like 18 more fucking pages before we even get to him turning into Darth. Great. All right. Well, let's see if we could plow through this, like shaving a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty fast. <laughs> so it was. Uh, so he was hanging out in a Tuscan clan. They were. Approaching a familiar, mo- they're out on their rounds doing whatever the hell Tuscan Raiders do, and they're approaching a familiar moisture farm on Tatooine. And an old hermit intervened to stop the clan. Oh, yes, hermit. of course, this is the Lars Homestead, and we're talking about Obi Wan Kenobi. And he sensed a Jedi amidst all this, and instead of attacking them, he begged them to stop and stop what they're doing, turn around, go away, no one will get hurt. But not wanting to reveal himself, Abe Sherrod pushed on, and Obi-Wan began to attack with his lightsaber. Well, after the Tusken Raiders were starting to get seriously, if not er, injured, if not just injured, but murdered, the only thing Abe Sherrod could do against this was to pull out his hidden lightsaber and start warding off Obi-Wan's attack. So he did. The two started to duel, and the rest of the clan just stood there, gaping jaw, but you couldn't see it behind their mask. <laughs> Asherod eventually lost when Obi-Wan ended up cutting off his right arm, like everybody else's arm he's ever cut off. Yeah, really? Yep. So cut off his right arm and also tore away part of his mask. Well, this <laughs> is a huge humiliation to any Tuscan Raider. One, to have your face revealed to a non-Tuscan Raider, and two, not being able to wield a Gaddafi stick, which with is the their weapon of choice forget the fact that he revealed that he had a lightsaber and skills and whatnot but he was because of those two things two strikes it's like no you get like no strikes in a tusking clan <laughs> apparently and with these two strikes he was excommunicated from his clan he's like a that's like a luchador mexican wrestler uh you know if you lose your mask that's like the worst thing that can happen to you not for libre yes not- <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you have to wear stretchy pants <laughs> So, we, oh, go ahead. Big character, just you and me. <laughs> Him and the man of science. That's right. I believe in science. <laughs> All I want to know is that what's the recipe for the corner eating? Because that looks so fucking good. It's yeah, like, what is on that? Ranch recipe online. There's got to <laughs> paprika. There's got to be a whip wiki for Nacho Libre. <laughs> there's got oh, there's. <laughs> I want to watch that movie now. I was going to do after this. I love that fucking movie. It's a good movie. (laughs) 
So with the humiliation of being excommunicated, he was uh, now finally pissed off with nothing else going for him. So he traveled to the planet of Korriban, where he discovered a Sith hologram and started to self-study the dark side of the Force, which finally leads to the rise of Darth Krayt. We're finally talking about Darth Krayt in a Darth Krayt episode. Krayt! It's great. Krayt balls of fire. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're up to about 25 ABY. So somehow we've missed the entire Battle of Yavin. I guess that's what he was like hanging out in the... Uh, studying the dark stuff on Korriban or where the hell he was. I don't know. The dark arts. The dark arts, yep. So he's at 25 ABY. He's captured by the Yuzhan Vong, which is another EU race from the books and comics. These I knew about. I think I thought Darth Krayt was a Yuzhan Vong because he kind of had the picture I knew of Darth, Darth Krayt. He kind of had the, a similar look to them. I uh, This is who I, th- I thought we were talking about someone from this storyline. Well, apparently he is briefly, but not to the extent I thought he was. So, so they, the, 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 the Yuzong Vong, those are the, those are the guys that killed Chewbacca, right? Yeah. This, there was the whole new order. Jedi is the Yuzong Vong war. That series of like 12 books. Yeah. It's, what is he, what does Darth Krayt look like? Like you said, like, you know how he looks like, what is this from? Like if it's from books and stuff is like, how does anyone know how he looks? Because of the comic adaptations. There's comic adaptations for all this stuff. Okay. He's actually from the comics more than anything I've now found out doing this. And I think the Yuzhan Vong War had its own set of comics as well. Maybe even the whole New Jedi Order story. And they have a similar look, in my opinion. When he's in his armor or whatever this stuff is, I'm uh-huh. looking at him now. He looks like the guy in the last Thor movie that snuck in to Asgard and like started like the revolt of the prisoners. Oh, yeah. What uh, are you talking about? It's it's uh it's very pointy. Like yeah, that's that's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of like almost like a samurai kind of thing. He looks. It does. I mean, not not to go off a tangent on just his visual aspect, but he doesn't look like something in Star Wars. He looks like something you would see in like Conan the Barbarian or something. Yes. Like that. Yeah, he does more more Conan-y than Star Warsy. That I think is a big <laughs> problem with the whole Yuzhan Vong thing as well i i think again my opinion i think a lot of people don't like it because not only is their look not star warsy but their story is not star warsy and he kind of fits in with that realm of eu in my opinion now knowing yeah. about his story even the name yuzong vong sounds like something that'd be in star trek not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that but that just sounds like more yes. of a star trek and I'm looking at some pictures of Yuzhan Vong, and their their armor is like very pointy and spiky. That's why I think I thought he was a Yuzhan Vong. And his face almost has like those Darth Maul tattoos on it. Tattoo yeah. black marks on and it. And I would love, I mean, I'll tell you this. I don't even know if I had it in my notes, but I was like, I want to know the story about that. That sounds interesting. And all I could find was he donned Sith tattoos. Wonderful. Great. <laughs> no reason why he got that pattern or where did he get him or what point did he get him? He just donned Sith tattoos. Okay. One thing I wanted to know about him ain't even out there to be learned. <laughs> and how come Palpatine doesn't have tattoos? He has a um, tramp stamp on, on his It's three concentric circles right above his ass crack. <laughs> Property of Plagueis. Lightning bolts just shining down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so, okay, during this Yuzhan Vong War, he actually got captured, and they kind of experimented on him. They ended up putting a 
taking he did have a cybernetic arm put in at one point they took that out and put in an organic arm from a yuzhan vong donor though knowing what i know about yuzhan vong donor probably wasn't a donor is probably a slave and they also took out his left eye and put in the yuzhan vong to pretty much see if they could to see what would happen well this caused a tremendous amount of pain to was he's not quite darth great but he would be darth great and again this just all this really ended up doing was working against them because it it just strengthened his his grip on the dark side because not only did he have the anger the angst and everything else that comes with it now he's in physical pain so he's just got like the worst qualities that a jedi should have now working for him in the dark side so it was at this point right after the surgery that he fully embraced everything with the dark side and he took the name darth crate now how i got the name was he was battling his way out of the clutches of the yuzhan vong with his lightsaber and this reluctant dwarf on a mission to protect a special baby from an evil queen looked at him and said, you are great. No. <laughs> no. You son of a bitch. That didn't happen at all. I thought of that walking my dog tonight. That's good. I'm using that tonight. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're just saying that because you were hanging out with Warwick Davis. This That's week. right. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, bitch. No, actually, it goes back to exactly what you said, Dave. It was named after this, his crate dragon ritual. That's where he took the name. I like the whole tying in of the, I mean, I can see why people in Quackenbush and people like this character, because I like the whole tying in of the Tusken Raiders. Someone being raised by Tusken Raiders to me is a cool idea for a storyline. So, I do. I do really like that. I want to look up more of that character out of curiosity. And maybe if we end up expanding or doing specials, that might be one to save and put on a list for way later. Cause Whatnot. I mean, this char- this character's not bad. I actually like the story, and it's a difficult character to do without talking about his pre, what do you call it, the character before he became Darth Crate, because he can't really start at Darth, well, I guess I could have, but I felt like I needed to build into what caused him to go to the dark side and be Darth Crate. So you're kind of do, I'm kind of covering two characters at once, and I have to take out a lot in order to do that in a reasonable time. Right. So that's, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's been a difficult character, but I, I can't say I've been bored at all. I mean, I do find a lot of this interesting. Yeah, there's good nuggets in here. Yes. Yep. So, well, he started to be re- rebuild the Sith once he became Darth Great, and the very first thing he did was abolish the rule of two. Instead, no. he, he hmm. called it the rule of one, but it's not one person. It's one Sith order, and the ruler would have many minions. So he's building basically. Yeah, yeah, no, so if I put the word minions in here, Dave's going to walk off. <laughs> Fuck it. So he's building a, a dark force sensitive army, which is dark a pretty Stewart. interesting thing. That's a good. I mean, I don't necessarily like it when the EU changes things from what's supposed to be like the movie kind of stuff, but that. Just that simple thing explains a lot of things, and I think it's a an improvement almost. Yeah, because this this is the it's when you set up rules in your lore and then you violate them, it's like, well, why'd you even bother setting it up? Just be ambiguous. This this takes care of some of that stuff because these guys are all over the place. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's a big universe. You can have more than one Darth, <laughs> more than two, more than yeah, more than two. So the Yuzhan Vong war ended. He started to recruit new Sis, but he's having trouble getting what he would consider the heavy hitters because they were kind of starting their own little branches and cults. <laughs> he started to he started to get his order together. He strengthened. He had the power, and now he was able to actually enact his vision of peace over the galaxy. And it was a peace, at least in his eyes, that lasted a hundred years. 
So under yeah. his rule of one, he actually managed to bring peace to the galaxy, or at least, again, what he considered peace to the galaxy for a century. And while roaming the galaxy, preaching the Sith and attacking people and Jedi and stuff like that, he met Luke Skywalker. Oh! Uh, okay. Yes. And this leads into a Sith Imperial War, the Empire versus the Sith. Interesting having two bad guys war against each other. The That's Empire cool. versus the Sith. Yep. I like that. And this all started 127 years after Battle of Yavin. So I so, think I started doing the Luke Skywalker coverage and then skipped ahead because I don't see Luke living to be 150 <laughs> yeah, was, years old. I was about to say, I was like, how old is Luke? Yeah, I think I started something that I didn't finish there. So apologies <laughs> on that tease. Sorry about that. I think Luke probably looked like a grape nut at this point. <laughs> a grape a lightsaber. lightsaber. He looked like the Rocky on the Rocky 37 poster in Airplane 2. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Eating out of trash cans and smoking old butts keeps you alive. <laughs> He's that dude. He's got a job now, Dave. Yeah, okay. had a job. We don't know what happens at the end of the movie. He might that's be it. done already. That's a good point, man. <laughs> he worked for a little bit. <laughs> so, okay. So we're at the Sith. Forget the Luke Skywalker stuff. Again, apologies for that. We're talking about the Sith Imperial War now. So this gets consolidated. I'm consolidated this big time. I put a note that I actually did that. So what Crate did was use this war to his advantage to actually orchestrate a war that puts the Empire back into power away from the New Republic. So he managed, back, baby. he managed to do this by sabotaging the current Jedi's plan to use this terraforming method that the Yuuzhan Vong had left behind during the war that they used to transform dead planets into living, thriving planets. And he sabotaged that to make it look like that the Yuuzhan Vong were attacking again and they were working alongside the Jedi. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're just, we're, me and Dave are just sitting here amazed. We just heard some major ass thunder. And oh, stuff. really? Okay. Everyone okay? <laughs> we're like, why just go out? It's like Twister out there, man. Oh, jeez. Actually, Luke walked over to me earlier. He's like, Dad, San Andreas. <laughs> <laughs> and then he poked in the eye and he walked off. Yeah. I think Philip Seymour Hoffman just ran to the door and went, Chris, Dave, it's coming. <laughs> Anyone got a needle? Oh. <laughs> I want you to do Philip Seymour Hoffman from Twister talking to Hoffman from Mission Cody? Impossible. Oh. No. Come on. You can do it, Dave. No. We need to get this over with before the Skype, either Skype breaks up or we get electrocuted. One of the- <laughs> All, right. All right. I will abbreviate the abbreviation. So by the end of the war, the Empire was in control again, and uh, the puppet regime that Darth Great put into place was led by a figurehead known as Emperor Ronefell. Eventually, <laughs> what? Norman so Fell. It was like, fell. Norman, Norman Fell? Fell, yes. Oh. It's almost Norman backwards without the M. Come and knock on our door. Come on, knock on our door. See a crate that is new. See a crate that is new. You're not making this go faster. Eventually, Crate did the same thing the Emperor did. He slowly consolidated power into a few individuals, and everything was directly under his control. And uh, sooner than later, he removed this puppet Emperor, Roan Fell, and he took over the throne for himself. So this was the point that he donned that full armor. This is the armor we were just talking about. This is where he starts wearing that. I guess before that, he's still like the tattooed face dude with the ponytail, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So I'm going to guess at this point, anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, if you've ever seen a picture of this character, this is probably the picture you saw because this is the most visually interesting picture of him. When I was looking it up just now, because I'm ignorant about all this, it, I saw tons of people dressed up like him at a convention. Like this must, this must be something that people make. I saw guys, you know, in the full outfit. Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I've seen it before too. I saw that. Okay. <laughs> Lightning. Ooh, did you hear it? Oh, now I hear it. Oh yes, it's gonna be on. On the yes, it's awesome. <laughs> So my next line, I think autocorrect messed up a little bit because I think it's supposed to say this was modified Yuzhan Vong armor, but it says this was modified Voodan crab armor. Voodan crab? Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be Yuzhan Vong. It's made out of a crystallized metallic alloy, which is kind of like stone. It is blaster and lightsaber resistant, and he is covered head to toe in it. And it's actually modified to resemble a crate dragon. That's okay. cool. Uh, look at you change your, your turn. I was just getting all pissed off because I don't like this whole idea. We talked about this with something else. How can anything be lightsaber resistant? I hate that shit. So then, <laughs> but then, like, I, I think it's cool that this guy took his name from that and he tries because that's the one we were looking at this before. Chris was showing me pictures. I was just watching the second Hobbit movie with my son before I came over here. Sorry. <laughs> he looks and like you had Sp- time to record after that <laughs> <laughs> he looks like smaug like i was like he looks like a dragon it didn't even dawn on me that that would be like you know crate dragon-esque armor that's kind of cool i've never cool. seen that movie and when you say smaug i think of the parody they did at halloween hard nights this year where they used a chinese parade dragon and he talked uh. like a southerner like hey y'all my name is smaug <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> So so he has a pretty good rule at this point, though he gets a little busy ruling an entire galaxy and he gets off his daily routine. And a big part of his daily routine was that for extended periods of time, he had to meditate to keep his Yuzan Vong implants, his, his arm and his eye, from transforming him or killing him. And it's starting to get away from him. So he takes a little me time, a little Darth Krayt time. <laughs> And he goes back to assist studies because he knows there has to be a way, a quick and easy way to do this. Because that is, as Obi-Wan said in the original trilogy, that's the quick and, or I guess Yoda said it. It's quicker, easier, more subductive. And who doesn't want that? It's the quicker picker-upper. That's right. Yep. Good drummer. <laughs> so really has perfect good drummer. <laughs> so he basically ends up doing like kind of like a peyote sweat hut thing, but a Tuscan Raider version. And he talks to three spirits of the Sith, one being Darth Bane, that chastised the shit out of him for abandoning the rule, too. Another bitch. Another I set something up and you, and you <laughs> fucked this up, man. <laughs> God damn it. I had it. a good thing going. I could Actually, he, she, she, he should be speaking like Bane. Why did you do this? <laughs> what? Like Bane? Like Bane, Bane yeah. Oh, from oh yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, another one called Darth and. Dedu, I think. I don't know. Uh, this guy, now this guy, I don't have the third because I guess only two are named. This dude, this Darth and Dedu or whatever, none, des- none. decided to punish him and he made his armor start to come alive and consume him and kind of turn him into a crate man dragon. <laughs> crate man. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking Venom at this point <laughs> where his suit is consuming him. This is all good storytelling. Okay. Well, thank you. Oh, you mean the stuff I took the notes from? Yeah, not you. God damn it. 
<laughs> so Crate summoned the whole of his anger and his rage and his pain to conquer this curse, for lack of a better term, and get things back to normal. So he said, fuck this. I'm going to do my own thing. And he came back with a plan B, and that was to go kind of outside of the box, forget the Sith, forget the Sith holocron, and learn some new stuff. So he sought out a jet or a young man by the name of Cade Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Now this is a direct descendant of Luke Skywalker. And he is the reason he's searching him out is that he is the only force sensitive being have been reported to be able to raise the dead. So Crate mm-hmm. intercepted Cade while Cade was on a rescue mission to rescue a Jedi. And once he had Kate in his possession, he started to interrogate him to learn his secrets. He even tried to bargain with him by offering to help with the Jedi rescue mission he was originally on. Well, Kate, being a goody-goody Skywalker, he didn't want anything to do with this. And on top of all this, Crate's minions, his closest confidants, the ones he surrounded him with and took on all his missions, were starting to get a little fed up with this shit. Like, it's starting to be all about you and we're wasting time and the galaxy is getting out of control. So during this whole interrogation and whatnot, Cade managed to actually sense that there was a lightsaber in the room and which that lights, what that lightsaber was with Darth Crate's father's original lightsaber that he kind of had on display. He didn't use it anymore. He used, of course, the red lightsabers as a bad guy. So Cade was able to summon it with the force. It broke through its protective glass into his hand, and he ended up killing three of these top Sith minions that were always around Crate. And this led into a crate and Kate Skywalker duel. This all sounds like it's part of the legacy comics. <clears throat> if I remember correctly, the Cade Skywalker. I think Kate Cade was like a smuggler or something years down there. He's like Luke's like grandson or something. Yeah. Like, it's almost, yeah, he's way down the family line, but it's almost like what Han Solo would have been if Luke and Han were the same person. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I think legacy is right. I think you're correct. I think that is the comics. I don't know if I noted it at the end, but I saw it under the citations of Wikipedia. Are David Crystal there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. just making sure you didn't drop off with the storm. That's all. <laughs> we're listening to every word. We're asleep, but we're here. Great dragon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this led to Crate and Cade beginning the duel, and Crate was about to get the better of Cade until Cade's mother, who was part of Cade's posse, who was out searching for the missing Cade, tracked him down there, and then ends up shooting Crate in the back. Which knocks him off his feet just long enough. <laughs> Mama. This knocks him off her feet just long enough for her and Kate to escape. Now, this didn't kill Crate because he did have that armor that we know is resistant to blasters, but it's not resistant to physics. So the force of the impact still knocked him down. Oh, you really hurt me, woman. <laughs> I've come after you with all of the force of the sea. <laughs> that's, that's my exact note with accent and everything. It's always funny to hear Tim start something and not know what accent he's going. It was Southern. No, he started. He started like Borat, and then he ended like <laughs> Mario and Luigi. <laughs> it's always Mario to hear it. To hear it. To hear it develop. So. Well, it's it's from it's it's the dialect from a galaxy far, far away. You know, you can't really identify. It's like that that guy in the. Star Wars comic 48 we did. You're like, no, 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 it's a mistake. Uh, I do. I do a good fake Italian. Yeah. <laughs> good news, guys. I can see the bottom of my notes at, hey! on this page. So we're almost there. 
All right, this Mamma Mia. This failure and this escape sent Crate into a blind rage, and he just declared total genocide on the entire galaxy at this point. And he started with Mon Calamari, and he sent a Sith Imperial fleet and wiped out most of Calamari. Really? So no squid heads and no Admiral Ackbars at this point. Nice. Uh, with that out of the way, actually, that you know, the genocide will calm you down. Crate calmed down a little bit. He started to hunt for Kate again with a little more sense. So with this new obsession and 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 genocide, now obsession and genocide that takes up as much time as ruling a galaxy. So he's starting to lose even less time, and he's starting to lose control of this physical form. And the Yuzhan Vong bits are starting to ravage his body. Mm-hmm. So with his his whole empire, it's now the Sith Empire. It's kind of stalled. His closest advisor, whose name is Darth Warlock, who actually looks like a red Masamita, exactly like a red Masamita. <laughs> it's like the artist drew Masamita and just colored him red. I remember seeing that guy on those legacy comics. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yep. Uh, he decided, you know, enough is enough. So he arranged a run in <laughs> for Crate Dragon or Crate Dragon with Darth Crate. <laughs> With a another of one of Kate Skywalker's associate name Aslan Ray. And this was supposed to lead him, as far as Darth Crate knew, lead him to Kate Skywalker. So she was also a skilled force user, as well as a, a good lightsaber fighter. So when the two met, she actually took the element of surprise and drove a lightsaber through the right side of Crate's chest. Mm-hmm. And gave him a little bit of a force electric, uh, electrocution as well, and knocked him off a cliff. Well, at the bottom of a cliff, there is his advisor, this Warlock, whatever his name is. So he, as he sees him land, hoping he's going to retrieve the pot, the body, actually finds Crate clinging to life. Crate ordered him to take him to a back to tank. Instead, this Warlock conjured up his own force lightning and finished Crate off for good. That and was that, what is that the end of it? No, because that was until his body was taken to a great Sith temple on Korriban for his burial ceremony, where that is the source of his Sith original Sith training and power. And just bringing him there to that temple ends up resurrecting him. Ugh. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, we're still almost done now. So after they dropped him off and pre- prepared for the whole ceremony and whatnot, Rylock and a couple other Sith. Uh, that's not his name. I'm just saying Rylock now because it's easier. <laughs> Sith traveled back to Korriban for the ceremony and they found Crate missing. So they went out searching for him and ended up finding him in the Dark Lord, uh, in the Valley of the Dark Lords, uh, which is a place on this this uh, Korriban. Uh, so eventually, in his resurrected form, the two dueled and Crate was victorious. And how do you celebrate coming back to life? Well, you start a war. So Crate regrouped the Empire, began to re- take control of the galaxy. Meanwhile, that figurehead leader we talked about oh, so many pages ago, that Norman Fell guy, Roan <laughs> Fell, <laughs> Come on, I gotta he know. started his own coalition and began to build a pretty big following while Crate was fucking around with his whole case, Skywalker, and dying in all this horse shit. I'm dying now? <laughs> so <laughs> rather than sit around waiting to be wiped out, Roan and Fels decided he's going to fight Crate one-on-one. Now, he is pretty sure this is a suicide mission, but it's going to make a big enough impact that the rest of the galaxy can get together and overthrow Crate and maybe bring some sense and order back to the galaxy. So he led an attack on Coruscant. 
And this strike force was led by none other than Cade Skywalker. Apparently him and Norman Fell are good buddies at this point. <laughs> so Cade Skywalker was sent to sabotage your orbital defenses and allowing the fleet to start a ground attack, just bombardment of all of the center of Coruscant where the center of his power is. While on the surface of Coruscant came Arcade, Skywalker stumbled across Darth Crate once again. So the two started the battle. Sensing Crate would heal any damage at this point Cade could inflict on him, Cade ordered his mother to bombard his position so that Crate's body would be incinerated. Now, this, of course, would kill Cade Skywalker as well, but it was for the greater good. So reluctantly, his mother did so, but lucky enough for Cade, he escaped just seconds before the bombardment. Crate did not. Mm. And finally, as the Munchkins once said, not only merely dead, really most sincerely mm. dead. <laughs> represent the Sith League. And that, my friends, and particularly Luke Quackenbush, is all I got. Ugh. You better thank him, Luke, for this. All right. Why did he like? What do you know about Luke? Did is he like a big Nothing. EU fan? Like, why did he pick? I this don't guy? know. This I, this character must be pretty popular. Maybe he just wanted to throw like a monkey wrench in, in our whole our whole system or something. I don't know. He hates the show. And he <laughs> to he that, hates these cans. <laughs> that, that could be it. <laughs> well, nice job, Matt. Great job, Matt. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Are you glad that that's purged from your life now? Like you would not believe. <laughs> now, are you are you gonna do some some shout outs from all the? Yeah, the I'll that's I'll that's go through these quick as quick as I can here. I did <laughs> I posted when we started. I posted the and we've done this before, but we have far more seventy uh, followers than I think we did when I've ever done this before. I said we are recording episode one fifty right now. Comment below for a shout out during feedback. And holy cow, did you guys come through seventy three so far? This also gets posted to Twitter. We've probably got another couple on Twitter. I'll check that last. I'll go through it real, real quick. If I'll probably just skip uh, last names for sake of for one saying them terribly wrong because I always mess them up and just save time. So first was from David. He said, "Congrats, congrats, guys! Most people give up after 149 consecutive failures. Brilliant." <laughs> Uh, Jeff McGee, congrats on Tim for staying sober enough to avoid any more technical issues. That's a callback to a comment I made last week when we couldn't record. Yeah. Uh, let's see from Scott Cherry at Barbarian Rage. I'll drink to that and I'll drink to another 150 episodes. Yes, I'm an alcoholic. Keep up the great work. <laughs> I'm on my 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 third beer, by the way. Actually, wow, damn. Yeah, but it's Miller High Life, so it doesn't count. <laughs> Dave says all the way down to the flowers. And he also says, I fucking love Star Wars and character. Best co- best podcast of all time. Thank you. Timothy from the Expanded Universe podcast says, damn, why can't I be cool, as cool as you guys? What the fuck is wrong with me? So that's, <laughs> that is so not true. We are not no, cool. Seriously. And Dan mentioned, also replies to that comment, says, we can only be so cool. We can't expect to be swick cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Uh, different Dan. Dan Flynn actually says, I have been listening since Lobot, my favorite podcast of all time, guys. Thank you. Another Dan. Wow. We've got apparently our listeners base is made of Dan's. <laughs> uh, Dan uh, Gester, just to differentiate between you, says, it says, nice that you got there. It should be live on YouTube. No, it should not. If you have, you if you even had an, any idea what we went through to get this show recorded tonight, this should not have been on YouTube. <laughs> Jonathan says, I listened to them about four 
all about four times my favorite podcast by far i hope it never ends can't get enough of tim oh he loves you timmy first and last time that's ever been said can't get enough of your love to him sweet lou from lou's taxi service anaheim (laughs) that's true from dial-up movies at news as he says i may be late to the party but congrats on the milestone y'all have become good friends and i'm happy that you guys can still tolerate chris oh well, uh, that's mean, Lou. I can only get mad at him when he tells me to log on to the wrong computer. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> Zach says, hey, guys, Porkins here. Just came in to say, I'm hit. I think I'm... <laughs> 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 Nick says, you guys give me a shout out or else I'll hunt you down. I know where you live. Just saying, have fun. Thank you, Nick. Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Greg says, get back in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Go fix me turkey pot pie. (laughs) Eric says, suck it, Tim. Nah, I love you all. He says it, sucks it, Tim. Oh, he does, yes. (laughs) Brian says, I've listened to 149 episodes of shit. You're really lucky Chris is uh, goddamn good looking or else you'd be short one listener. That's right. He (laughs) wants me. You skipped Derek Archer. Uh I haven't seen Derek yet. I don't. Maybe I haven't gotten. Well, go ahead. Go ahead and say it. I, it says "Woohoo! 150 best podcast ever." Makes me want to find out my fourth sock. Uh, Just thinking about you guys. Nice. Okay. Bingy bing. Uh, let's see. Brian <laughs> says I've listened to 140. Oh, I said that already. Uh, where was I? Matt. Matt Gladfelder. Oh yes, he says happy 150th, guys. I love them all so far. Also, more Chris and less of anything else. Thanks. <laughs> I paid him for that. There'd be, there would be more Chris if we could hear what he's saying. Fuck! <laughs> Michael says, 150. You guys are with me every time I go like Force Ghost guiding me through the uncharted areas of the Star Wars universe. If you would please make some kind of sexual Force Ghost orgy joke, I would really make it would really make my day. You, Dave, go ahead. <laughs> Why is that me? <laughs> we know you like orgies. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I read somewhere this is part of the Jedi belief system. Prudes in life, freaks in the force. <laughs> That's a joke, right? There, there you That's go. Better. You're, the, you're the orgy guy. What are you talking we about? Had that or the orgy guy. Listen, you were in a hotel room with Tim and 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 another man. Yes, <laughs> in, I, I touch his. I literally in California touching balls. I touch his balls. My top, my knuckles touch under his balls. Yeah, how am I the orgy man? You are. Did you get? You're like, the orgy man. <laughs> did you get like? Did you get a little uh, ball sweat on your knuckles? It bounced. Yeah, but yeah, it bounced. Follow the bouncing testicles. <laughs> it bounced the balls. Then I lick my knuckles clean. Oh my God! Balls for all, Michael. There's your balls for all. Yeah, Tim's right. Joke, Michael. There you go. You asked for it. Carmelo says, "Congratulations, guys. Honestly, I love the show a lot. Love you back." Corey says, "Xander, do you recognize the little kid in that picture?" I do. I do. do. Is yes, that is Xander Dacey, the star of the Star Wars obscure character face off at Celebration Six. He's their youngest fan. He is. Look at him. He's, he's still trying to figure out what the force sock reference. I don't understand what you're talking about. You will. Well, just so. think he you gets will. to look forward to getting that joke later in life. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, there you go. When he's in middle school. Paul says, shout out. You're all still the best. Thank you. Brooke says, wow, 150 episodes. That's awesome. Husband got me hooked after we met Matt and Chris in Philly back in 2012. And I have listened to every episode at least three times. 
I now have a fighting chance to bet my husband in Star Wars trivia. Keep up the amazing work. Hashtag fucking love Wilbur Hood. Hashtag he's a fucking man. I think, I think this is who bought one of Dave's Kenner Graveyard Art Wars on top of all all the support she gives us. Because oh, I remember, lady. I remember talking to a Brooke about mount about mounting. Well, well, already used the word. The words out there about mounting the piece so that she could display it. I think that was her. <laughs> but hello, Brooke. I'll have ladies on here. Ollie Peter says comment or comment. Right. Comment. Comment. It does say comment. <laughs> I said comment below, not comment. So I take that shout out back. <laughs> comment. Michelle from Anaheim, one of your yeah. your uh, party <laughs> crasher buddies, says, "Congratulations, y'all! By far, my favorite podcast is yours. Thanks for everything you do. Well, thank you. That's the wrong one. She actually said, <laughs> she said, hey guys, congrats on 150th. When are we getting the band back together? I miss y'all. No, don't worry. Steven said, congratulations, y'all! By far, my favorite podcast of your is yours. Thanks for everything you do." Josh says, congrats on 150. Hopefully things go smoother this week. They did not, but thank you for saying that. Anthony says, great show. Corey Hall says, way to go, fellas. Love the episodes. Keep them coming. Here's 250 more. Michael says, happy 150th. Get on a regular schedule, please. Like every week is not regular enough. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Um, Tim says, only found this show three weeks ago. Currently listening to the Star Destroyer episode. Love the show. Thank you. I'll be you back. skipped a few more. Do you want me to read Yeah, go ones? ahead. Go ahead. I think, yeah, I might. I mean, I haven't refreshed in a while, so I might be missing them completely. Jamie, who's been a longtime listener, he's the Canadian guy, right? We met him yes. at uh, Celebration East School. 150, 150 episodes in four years. Lazy. <laughs> John says, where the hell is Brown Town? <laughs> His name's John Brown. Is that John Brown? His body lies a Muldron. <laughs> Chris will be happy to show you where Brown Town is. Come here. This one I love. Matthew says over other 150th episodes. The 150th episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000 was overdrawn at Memory Bank. The 150th episode of The Simpsons was raging Abe Simpson and his grumbling grandson in the curse of the flying hellfish. The 150th episode of Night Court was A Family Affair Part 2. The 150th episode of Star Trek The Next Generation was Second Chances. Finally, the 150th episode of Perfect Strangers, which is also the last episode, <laughs> was Up, Up, and Away Part 2. Carson Larry Appleton. <laughs> Hello. So we're in great uh, company. Seth also said, yay, glad it's 150. A new hope for more swick to come. Jason says, congrats, guys. Been holding off listening so I can do some binge listening. Never stop. Okay, and now you're caught up. Okay, we're up to Rich the Pretzel Guy, longtime supporter and someone we see every Philly area convention. He says, congrats on making the 150 milestone episode. It's been a blast being a loyal listener and supporter of Swick. Thanks for what seems like endless hours of laughter. I love Star Wars for many of the same sentimental reasons I'm sure other listeners have, but it's really just a vehicle to allow you guys to riff on random bullshit that makes the show experience what that it has become. Like the episode where Tim's mic, then his fan kept disrupting and he wasn't aware. I fucking cracked up so many times revisiting that exchange. Definitely the best, definitely a best of moment. Thanks, guys and wives, for letting this genuinely unique show rock on. Good luck on the next 150, Rich. Maybe thanking our wives for yes. letting Yeah, it. it took me a second. <laughs> that doesn't apply to Tim. No. Ah, <laughs> oh, Tim single. 
Bang. Bong. He's not getting banged. Someone took a shit in your cornflakes, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Robert says, listening to the Garindon show now, the celebration slash balls recap was fun. Have fun and please let Chris laugh for God's sakes, will you? Do it. No. Go, Chris. (laughs) 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 What are you, Ted Knight? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Billy, 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 Billy. Gene Hendricks from Two True Freaks, specifically Anime Freaks and the Hammer Podcast, says, I can only dream of getting 150 episodes. Well done, gentlemen. Here's to 150 more. Uh (laughs) Aha. Oh, yes. Yeah, thanks again for that, Gene. 150 episodes, one podcast network. Oh, fuck that. And running and jumping and rugging and playing. Josh says, congrats on 150 episodes. Here's to many more of Chris's laughs. Tim, love of the prequels. Dave's hate for the prequels. And Matt, not paying attention. What? What did he say? <laughs> Luis says, can't wait to hear the trivia results. Oh, yeah, we still got to do that. Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. this episode it's will never cool. end. Steven says, leave Tim alone. Never suck it, Tim. Suck it, suck it, Steve. Sucks it, Tim. Barry says, episode CL. Congrats. I have to trust that's 150 in Roman numerals because I'm not going to look it up. We're not oh. smart. Wow. Talk about the character Harder from Kirk. Mm. <laughs> Brent says, the best podcast ever created. So charitable and so goddamn hilarious. Only took me 149 episodes to get over Chris's laugh. Oh, he doesn't like my laugh. Your Chris, laugh is polari- polarizing between the listeners. Your think, laugh is infectious. I think it is, yeah. So is your penis. <laughs> Come here, Dave. I think I've caught something just sitting next to you. <laughs> I think you're pregnant. <laughs> Rich says, keep up the great work, guys. Bill Robinson from Two True Freaks, Back to the Bins, and Anime Freak says, great guys, don't get cocky. Ah, I know what that's from. That's right. Carmillo again <laughs> chimes in, says, happy days. <laughs> Scott says party. All right. We will. Chris Gilbert says don my Swick shirt at the Dallas Comic Con. One of the 501st knew about the show. Keep up the good work. Save the North Pacific tree octopus. Hell yeah. And you skipped Lance, who said, long time listener, keep up the good work. All right. Jamie said, quite an accomplishment. Looking forward to more Swick and Indiana Jones and Muppets. Wait, well, Swick is still good. Oh no! No, no. <laughs> out there now. no one has mentioned pass the popcorn. It hurts. It hurts What's her that? feelings. Uh, Joe John Doe says, "Love the show almost as much as pass the popcorn." How's that? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dwayne Smith says, "Fantastic." Baron Chris Ryder says, "Suck it, Tim." Suck yeah. it. <laughs> William says, "Have listened to about four and a half days of podcast. Is there any place for my time return policy? No. <laughs> if I can't get my time back, you can't get your time back. No way." Jason says, "You guys are the ones that deserve a shout out. Can't wait to download and find out who has to suck it this week." Well, it's always Tim. Tim. Sucks every week. <laughs> Mike says, "Chris, don't fuck up." You late for that? <laughs> Jason says, "Happy 150th! Thanks for the joygasms. I, I like that I'm word. Using, uh, it's what I'm That's using. Joygasms. Word. Joygasm. Dakota says, "Keep it up, guys. Can we get another 150? At least do it for Wilrow. Well, you son of a bitch. Now I have to do it. You skip Miguel, who okay. said, "Give me a shout out, brothers." And Dave T. Smith, Smitty, Smitty. Congratulations. Oh. And suck at Chris and Tim. Oh. <laughs> I actually see those at the bottom, so they must have come in since I had this open. 
Okay. Anyway, no, sorry. Thank you for that. Um, Ross says, congratulations, 1.5 century Chris, century Chris, 105 Tim, don't Dave it in now. Okay. Oh, I see one. There are my names. There is good I know. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Dave, take that back, fucker. Okay, I will. Evan Jetson says, keep it up. I love when Dave throws in the toy talk for a bonus. You know anything about any uh, Darth Crate or Asherod Het toys, Dave? Not unless it's some custom thing that Tim made. Like okay. he made custom <laughs> I think they, they, have, they have made Darth Crate figures. Oh, I'm sure they have. They probably um, have. The best sure. custom figure Tim ever made was the the 12-inch uh, Fade Routha Sting <laughs> yeah. naked except for the metal loincloth action figure that he made for me out of what 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 was what was the character do you remember that was a johnny storm figure i want to think i want to say i think it was johnny storm he painted it skin color painted the hair like sting from from dune and oh he made like a little clay metal loincloth and uh it's <laughs> lovely tim do you still have those those toys that they made you anywhere who tim yeah where you or you too, the Lando one. Who did make him Lando? The, Land, the Lando it? one got disappeared uh, in one oh. of the moves. That's all right. Un- unfortunately, oh, sad. So right. Tim, you need to start yeah. making. Uh, you start need to start making Darth Crate. new ones. Yeah, yeah. Got just a few more here. I think happy one hundred. This is from Greg. Happy one hundred fiftieth episode. Looking forward to Star Wars and character the Force Awakens series. Kevin mm. says, love the show. Keep up the good work. You should do Velkin Terzeri next. I don't know who that is. I'll look that up later. Who? I don't know. Uh, right. Hopefully, it's not a comic character. Matt says, two words. Tree octopus. Congrats, and here's to the next 150. That's oh. right. And Brendan said, impressive. Most impressive. Wayne says, woo. Can't wait to listen to who gets trivia wrong. Me. Cordell Chris. says, good luck, comrades. Keep podcasting strong. Wade Burton, our biggest listener in Australia, says 150 is an awesome achievement on both crick in both cricket and podcasting. Well done, gentlemen. Once upon a time. That's the guy. <laughs> Chad <laughs> says, I want to have Chris's babies. Oh, done. Huh? That's all I see on Facebook. Did you see any more? There's one okay. more. And it's a great one to have for last. This is Chris Hernandez, who we know from his participation before and he says obi chris kenobi you stupid bitch <laughs> that's awesome in a north jersey dumb italian accent congrats boys dorma in character <laughs> <laughs> okay i got one more personal shout out and this is a story chris alluded to i actually forgot to tell you the story so i'll tell it now because this i never thought would happen to me in a million years i'm at star wars weekends with a couple guys from the two true freaks network we are walking towards the Darth Maul, the, the Star Wars Weekends merchandise store, and a gentleman stops me and says, would it freak you out if I told you I knew who you were and I love your podcast? I said, it wouldn't freak me out, but it would surprise the shit out of me. <laughs> so I said, thank you. Uh, what's your name? His name was Steve. I introduced myself as Matt, which he obviously knew. He told me, and then I, I thanked him again for stopping and liking listening to the show, and, and then we had both gone into the store. So I never thought in a million years... I would be recognized in public. Thank you for that, Steve. It was great meeting you yesterday. That is cool. I will say that uh, while you were reading, uh, while everyone was reading the shout outs, Chad Lauterbach from, uh, or Chad Lauterbach, I think this is how it was pronounced. He sent me a message telling me to pay attention to the recording and don't read this message. Tim? 
He sent me the saying. He said, "Don't read this while trying to record. You're a fucking clown." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I said, "Too late. I just read it." And he just wrote, "I want to move Panda Baba's face puffs over your lips." Wow. I don't know what that. I guess that's a ass kiss. I'm, reference. Geez, we even got some stuff on Twitter. Man, it just doesn't stop. Whatever it is, I'm going to do it. And there's been more Facebook ones too. I mean, I'm going through these still. Some if we didn't get to yours, yeah, it's something. And we're 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 doing the best we can. Brock says that's so sexy. Jeff, who is a long time and and big time supporter, says uh, trivia strikes back. New champ. So people are looking forward to hearing about the trivia. Uh, another Johnson head, heading to Disney this weekend. We'll listen on the one and a half hour drive. Thanks for keeping us entertained. I mean, there's a one and of- a half hours. Is he going forever? Kids? He better not be doing with his kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go through these Twitter and then we'll call it there. I'm sure some might come in, but uh, sorry that we just couldn't get to them, but we got to move on. But uh, Twitter here, Tom says, congrats guys. Love the show. A uh, user by the name of Quack. I got a feeling I know it's one of two guys. It says, thanks, you guys, for my favorite podcast and for giving us laughs and knowledge over the years. Uh, Mike says, cannot wait until my nine-year-old is old enough to listen to it with me. Uh, Dragonula says, when are you going to do Boba Fett? You waited long enough. Never. Probably never. Dear God. Uh, from Matt Harris, he says, congrats on 150 signed barf, and he is in his barf costume with a lovely, lovely, shapely, shapely blonde in a barf costume as well. I will forward that picture to you guys. And last but not least, from a user called The Quackenbush, he says, below. Because I did say comment below for a shout out. Oh, okay. That is it. We have to stop there. But thank you for everybody that responded. I was not expecting such an overwhelming number of responses. That was awesome. We're the best listeners in the business. We do. (laughs) All right, Chris. All right. Is it time? It's time. Am I going to win this? Nope. Uh, uh, (laughs) I think Matt said nope. (laughs) No. All right. You are in third place, though. Am I really? You have a shot at not coming in last. How about that? Oh, no way. So this is it. This is episode 150, and this is the end of this round of trivia. And we're going to see who is this uh, 25 episode champ. The scores go like this. Tim is in last with 18. Then Chris with 19. You're like right on my ass. Then Mm. Matt with 27, and I have 32. Yeah, you, you always do this number math shit. Number math shit. <laughs> so we've had some uh, balking at this in the past, but to me, Matt and I should go last. I know that, that people are like, you know, like I think we should go out of order so to make it more dramatic. I should, agree. But, you know, like, I, I don't want to hear like, oh, you would have got that question if it was if you would have went in the regular order. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that. OK, so let's do this. <laughs> I'm I'm t- I'm quarterback in this thing. All right, Tim, you're going first. All right. Are you ready? I am. All right. I've done this before. All three of your questions. I love this kind of question. I don't know why. Chris plays these sound effects on the show a lot. You used to play them more than than he does now because you know why? Technical difficulties. It worked back then. <laughs> technical difficulties prevent him from playing these a lot, but. Uh, these are all common things that Chris has played in the past, and I want you guys to figure out what it's from in the movie. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving this way. Okay. Tim, you're first. Your category 
is Mace Windu. All right. You have 18. Oh. You're one behind Chris. I bet five points. Whoa. No, 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 no. I bet one point. What? Five to one? No. Two going- points. <laughs> but two points. You're betting two, two points? Two points. Hold final on. Bet. Four points. Four points with a qualification for an additional point. Minus three points. Two points. It's not screwing down, Dave. Okay. Well, Chris is trying to get the sounds up. But everybody knows these sounds. You don't need. <laughs> don't Chris. fuck with the connection. Somehow we got the trivia. Don't knock yourself out. All right. So Tim, how are you? You're betting two. I'm betting two points. All right. It's 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 apropos to me that you are getting this because I distinctly remember you at our celebration six panel when Chris was not manning the soundboard. You were, and you played this a lot because it was funny and it worked out at the time. When does Mace Window say the line? Take a seat. Uh, it's in episode three when Anakin is being a little bit of a bitch. He's like, "How can you be a master? How can you be on the council and not be a master?" It's <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Kirk Douglas again. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's when it's when the uh, yeah basically in episode three. Anakin's being a little bitch to the council. They're they're saying you are a member of the council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. And then he has a little hissy fit over it, and that's when Obi-Wan, or um, that's when Mace Windu says, "Sit the fuck down, <laughs> go the fuck to sleep." <laughs> Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. You could not have explained that more perfectly, Tim. That's two points for an even twenty. Damn it. And Chris, in get hand. ready to wet your mouth because someone's going to be sucking. Oh, be me. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Twenty minutes later. Twenty minutes later. Let's hear it again. See. Thank you. Damn it! All right, I got this. Tim, you remember playing that a lot? It's a laptop. Yeah, I do. I do yes. That made oh. me laugh a lot during that show because somebody would stand up and say something really <laughs> nice or really funny, and Tim would hit the button, take a seat. Oh. Um, is it my turn? It's your turn. Yes. Right. So, uh, whoa. whoa. That was loud thunder. Um, okay, so Chris. Yes. You're one point behind, and your category is Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're going to get a sound clip that you play a lot, and you're going to have to identify to me the scenario. So what are you I'm, betting? Uh, are you going to you gonna, you go for I don't win? want time. Yeah, right. I'm going to go I'm gonna go two. But here's the thing. I just want to beat him. If I do two, I beat him by a point. Yay. Mm-hmm. If I go five, I beat him by points. Yay. So I'm going five all the way. Five. Five points on Obi-Wan. Five points. Are you ready? Wait. Yes, I am. Your quote is, good job. Yeah. You play this a lot, fine, and right? I love it. I know it's um. There it is. Good job. <laughs> good job. Right, that's a good one. What is that from? Tell me the good tell job. Me, paint the scene for me. I want to say. Man, Tim's still there. 
Yeah. I'm still here. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I was worried. I want to say he's talking like in a cocky, smirky way to, to Anakin, but but the the, the the scene in the moment he does some like something like he's proud of doing, and then he says, "Good job." To him, but I I I don't know the exact scene or moment. Sorry. I'm not doing that's, a. That's Lando. I'm sorry. I'm not doing a. Good job. On answering this. So you don't have an answer? No. I, I know you're talking to Anakin. Anakin did something. Something. Anakin's eyes so great and genius. And then his cockiness was. Good job. On that. That's what I'm saying. I lost. I'm sucking something tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, he is talking to Anakin, but I think I need a, a, I know you do. I need yeah. more than that. I know. Um, he's, he is talking to Anakin. This is in the Geonosis Arena in Episode 2 when Anakin is explaining to him why they're captured and how they came to try and rescue uh, yeah. him. And he says, good job. He says what? Good job. You're right. So that means... I lost. Tim, you didn't come in last. That's right. Chris, I have something to say to you. Whoa, wait, wait. Suck on it, Trebek. <laughs> suck it long and suck it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sucking something tonight. That's awesome. That is awesome. Suck it, Chris. I'll suck it again, Tim. <laughs> All right, suck Matt. Suck it long and suck it hard. Yes. You are five points behind. Five points. He's going for five. Your cat- no choice. Six. You have no choice, but your category, I'll let you know ahead of time, is Luke Skywalker. Okay. And Chris plays this quite a bit as well on the trivia. And the soundbite is, I care. I know that one more than my other one. Go. Yeah. Suck it, Chris. I don't see it on here. Oh, man. Okay, I know it's from A New Hope. And I think it is while they are still on the Death Star. No, it's not. It's when they escape the Death Star. That's what it is. They escape the Death Star, and Han Solo says, I ain't in it for your rebellion. I'm in it for your money. And then she says, if that's all you want, that's all you'll get. And if it says something shitty like it's surprising your... Fred survived this long. If all he cares about, I don't know what the fuck she said. Something about care, and that's when he goes, "Well, I care." As she storms out of the cockpit. That's your final answer. That's my final answer. That's all right. <laughs> this takes place in Episode Four. Yes, in the cockpit of the uh, Millennium Falcon, and Leia says, "Your friend is quite a mercenary. I wonder if she really cares about anything." Or anybody. Yes, that's what she said. Which replies, I care. And that's five points. All right. Fair. <laughs> so, that, that's not on here, Dave. I care. It's not? No, I think we just always say it all the time. Oh, really? really? That's true. Yeah, I think we just always said it and all. That's weird. All right. Well, in any case, Matt got it right, and it's tied at 32. So, Chris. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I have no question written for you, so I'm just going to, your your category is, your character is, I'm sorry, um... Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker. Now I'm going to play this. Like I, I'll be honest. Please. I might, I might not know the answer. <laughs> I'm just playing the thing, and with Tim and Matt's help, 
they'll, they'll remember where the scene's from because I didn't have anything written down for you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna bet zero and tie him. I'm just gonna tie in, tie in's like kissing your sister. So Luke Skywalker's your subject. <laughs> Thank you. That was so good. <laughs> I'm so impressed by you right now. I almost I went. To- I'm gonna bet one point. For one point and the victory, what is my Anakin Skywalker quote? Not fair. It's not fair. Do you know? I the know answer? the answer to that. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think I made it. So that it's could not be fair. That could be a couple of things because he's always whining about shit. I'm gonna guess that he's talking to. It couldn't be. It could even be the same scene as Tim's with the Mace Windu thing. But he sounds a little more whiny there. Um, he's gonna compl- He's complaining. This is my answer. He's complaining to Obi Wan when he tells him that he's not gonna be on the council in Episode Three. That's my answer. That's not what I was thinking of. What does what's Tim thinking of? It's when he's talking with uh, Padme before they leave course on episode two. And he's like, I'm better than him. I really am. He's like, I'm, I can do this and this. And I'm ready for the trials. It's not fair. They won't let me do it, basically. That's what I thought it was from, too. He's, he's arguing with Padme, crying to her. He's arguing with Padme? He's, about- he's complaining about he's not, he's not. He's not. He's She's his sounding board. Yeah, he's she's complaining to her about Obi. So, with that being wrong... The champion is for the how manyth time, Matt? Uh, third. Woo! <laughs> the third time, three-time champion of Star Wars trivia. Congratulations to Matt. Oh. I hate you. Scores for this batch of trivia are Matt thirty-two, Dave thirty-one, Tim twenty, Chris fourteen. Congratulations, Matt. Well, thank you. You are the winningest host. I am. I am. And Tim still gets credit for being the most knows the most trivia on every podcast he guests on. I'm like, what the fuck? I've won three times. Tim's won once. <laughs> well, congratulations, Matt. So we owe, job, we owe Matt a gift now. We do. We? we got the mail on something. Yep. That's can, right. I've never won during the gift era. You could send him your uh, Star Wars thong that you have downstairs. Already used. He can. It's all his. Yeah, you should. Are you, do you think I didn't order more than one when I ordered that one for you? <laughs> now, right? One down there, one has an eye patch. Yeah, but it hasn't been used by Chris. Yeah, uh, okay. I ain't got nothing for that one. <laughs> That's right. Well, I, Darth Crack. Oh, luckily, next next uh, episode we start fresh, so anybody could be the winner. Yes, next and time. you know what? Do you want to? I I. If you are a Patreon contributor, you saw our newsletter, so you saw the special announcement. And now that they all know, Tim, do you want to let everybody know what you have arranged for a to further enhance trivia on Star Wars in character? Yeah, we uh, we we got a guest trivia host uh, for our next twenty five episodes. We have gotten Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle to create uh, questions for us for the next round. So Kevin Lyle, you'll, you'll know him. He's did the, the star Wars trivia world championships at several of the celebrations. And you see him doing 
those also at a few other conventions up in the Northeast. He's also a, um, as I said, a star Wars artist and a uh, jewelry designer for Norse Legion. But Kevin has graciously, uh, put aside some of his time so that he will put together a whole bunch of questions that he has recorded for us. And we will play those questions next, uh, for the next round. So we have a, uh, we'll have a guest trivia host for the next 25 episodes. That's awesome. That's that a hundred questions that Kevin and Ray. Thank you, Kevin. You're, you're a freaking bomb. And you know what I did yeah. this time since we had so much trouble with random, not the random number generator. We had so much trouble getting duplicate numbers because the random number generator doesn't know which ones we didn't have. I decided to, I was like, wait a minute, maybe we're overthinking this technology. I cut up the numbers one through a hundred, put them in a cup and I'll shake them up and I'll pull them out and throw them out after we use that question. So we don't have that problem this time. Yeah. Good idea. Awesome. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we'll have to wait and see how how impossible these questions are, or if uh, if we uh, overestimated <laughs> Kevin's Kevin's ability to do some questions, and maybe they're the easiest things in the world. We just are not going to know. So it's going to be a lot of fun to find out well, what he I, came up with. I listened to the first question to see how the format was, so I know how to tell knew how to tell Christy how to edit them. So the first one was it wasn't the hardest. But I was like, wait, I think it's this, but I'm not sure. So if they're all along the lines of that, we're in good shape for some good trivia. Yeah, I wonder, Tim, if he did these with his shoes on or off. What the Quest. My shoes are currently off. No, 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 <laughs> Kevin's. Because when I remember when we saw him, oh. he, he always does stuff wearing no shoes. Yeah, he was walking around Star Wars so, Celebration shoeless on the nasty floor, shoeless. Yeah, well, yeah. he had socks. Uh, well, still though, that floor. I mean, you have hundreds <laughs> of thousands of people. God knows what's dripping off them walking by. That's awesome. Uh, thank and big props to Tim for uh, setting this up too. So thank thank you, Tim. This is going to be so cool. Yep. It's going to be cool. He's This is like you said, like he, he does the trivia at celebrations and he's the authority. He's on Kevin Smith's comic book, man. Oh, like, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Like, like he's, he's, this is going to be cool. What you guys you? got to meet him. I'm, I, I'm dying to meet Kevin. He's like, a big dude, man. He's big a, dude. a contributing artist to the uh, Artmer project yep. is one of the coolest Artmer pieces I've ever seen signed yeah. by Jeremy Bullock. Like this, this is just so cool to have him involved like this. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be, I, I can't wait until I lose. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you ever, uh, if you're ever looking for, for Kevin Lyle at a convention, just look at the front row. He's usually there. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> and you'll know if he's sitting in front of you, trust me. Yeah. They can't see anywhere around him or above him or near him. It's tall. He's tall, tall dude. How tall is he? Tall, two like of us, six no. three, six four, like tall. That tall. I'd put him at like six five. Whoa, taller, yeah. really? He's a big dude. He's a big dude. Nice guy though, too. Really nice. Very nice. Love to meet him. Let's go to Secret Stash. Maybe we'll be there. There you go. Yeah. So are we? Is this is this done? Yes. One fifty. We done? got it done. Now all that's left is the editing. So this might not be out till November. Good luck, Matt. Thank Good you. Well, thank you very much for listening to this awesome episode featuring Darth Crate. Great. 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 Next time we discuss Papu! Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. 
Star Wars in character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.